Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affects all of us in and out of the ACB community. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another edition of Sunday Edition, and I'm your host, Anthony Corona. Very happy to be back with you as we brunch every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m., talking all things ACB. Okay, whoever's in the background, if you can mute yourself, that would be great. There will definitely be some time for questions and answers. I have a great show planned today. We're going to be talking with Janine from Ira, friend to Sunday edition. You all know and love her. Later on in the program, Mr. Roy Samuelson introduced me to someone great this week who's going to be joining him to talk all things audio description, including Audio Description Awareness Day and her beautiful, bold, Blind, beautiful blog project and now podcast. That's later in the show. I want a couple of quick announcements. This week um, on the 24th, which is Wednesday, is my fifth anniversary into the world of blindness. So I decided um, for a couple of different reasons, it's also the fifth anniversary of, of my dad's passing. And um, I want to send a special shout out to Gabriel. You all know what Gabriel is and what he means to me. Um, he, for the first time in almost a year and a half, got to go home to Honduras after receiving his uh, shot, the Johnson & Johnson. No real side effects. Everything is phenomenal as far as that is concerned. And I am on the list to get it uh, in the next two weeks, which is great. But um, I wanted to shout out to Gabriel and his parents in Honduras who are listening. I uh, miss you. Bodie misses you and Posh, and thank you for listening. But back to Wednesday the 24th at 9 p.m. on the community call list, you can get all the information. I am throwing myself a blind anniversary party. I figure I would like to take a negative day and turn it into something amazing. So we're going to do some karaoke, some poetry, and lots and lots of jokes. So if you want a fun evening and you want to help me celebrate my blind anniversary, you can join us on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And uh, Byron, you've got uh, some cool things going on with ACB Next Gen and the Fun Zone. You want to s- tell the folks real quick what's going on with you guys? Sure. And I'm, I'm so excited about your blind diversity because, um, you know, you've met so many awesome new people and experienced so many new things that, you know, blindness is not a cakewalk. It's not fun, but it's also, um, you know, an amazing thing to look back at the, the time that you've spent in this community and all of the things that you've done for us. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad to have met you. Thank you. Are you going to bring, are you going to bring and uh, perform a karaoke Weird Al song for us? Oh, I don't know. You, I don't know if you want me to sing, Anthony. You know, I, <laughs> all of the glass in your house might be broken afterwards. Um, but I'll certainly come. I, I, I could certainly uh, help people look for karaoke tracks. That's for sure. Um, awesome. 
Yeah, so ACB Next Generation is going to be doing a, a, a Saturday Night Live um, community call on the last Saturday of the month, and we're going to be doing sports of all sorts. And it's going to be cool because uh, we're going to have my good friend Chris Peterson on to talk about audio darts, which is you know, kind of counterintuitive. You would think blind people with, with darts, doesn't that sound a little dangerous? Do you want those people with only one eye working to become totally blind? But, but it's totally safe. Our darts are number one, they're plastic. Number two, we have sighted spotters that tell us kind of which, they don't tell us which way to throw the dart, but they'll tell us which way our dart went. And they'll tell us if somebody unfortunately walks in front of the dartboard. So I'm looking forward to sports of all sorts. We're all going to talk about the kinds of sports that we play as blind people. And um, you asked me about the Fun Zone, which is my comedy podcast that I do. Um, So every Sunday from 7 until 9 Central on Dementia Radio, among a bunch of other affiliates. I play comedy music, and uh, this week we're going to be playing some songs about springtime. And uh, you can find more information at byronlee.com. Awesome. So let me dive into the show. Janine, friend to Sunday edition, Miss Janine Stanley, welcome back. Hello. Now, I, I heard you are mid-vaccine, or did you get your second one? I am mid-vaccine right now, so yeah. So I will get mine uh, next week, and then, you know, I am cleared to go get my next guide dog, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> when they find the all... right dog for me. <laughs> and we are all keeping our fingers crossed for that. Those of you who know and love Janine and follow her on Facebook know that um, her animals have their own voices and their own um, personalities, and if you follow her and listen, you know, Pay attention to the adventures of Nyota the cat. And who's the other one? Oh, yes, we have Nyota. We have Spirit Rover, uh, who is the kitten, who will soon be a year old. And she is having a heck of a birthday party next week. And then we have Linus, my husband's guide dog, who um, I unfortunately fed him pocket lint. I went to get a treat out. And I grabbed what I thought was a treat, and it was actually pocket lint, and he was very disgusted by that. So, you know, not a good day for him. You're mean mommy right now, huh? I, I am just persona non grata now. How dare you? You know. And we're going to talk about Spirit Rover in a little while, but um, we are here to update all things Ira and I actually got to experience one of Ira's newest uh, pilot programs, which has now opened up nationally. Ira is free in all Starbucks across the country. How awesome and exciting is that? Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank everybody in our test cities who helped this come about because it was you guys going out there going to Starbucks in the test cities that really you know showed the company and the company was you know pretty committed but they wanted to see okay do blind people really go to yes we do (laughs) and so all of the Starbucks including the company stores as well as the licensees so that's the Starbucks in your grocery store in your, you know, medical building, wherever it might be, on your campus, you know, you've got a little Starbucks in the student union, excuse me, whatever, Um, all of those count, all of them, yay, so I have my, my Ira coffee cup, I'm going to do my Starbucks toast right now, 
I have hazelnut, so I have hazelnut creamer in my in my uh, Pikes Blend medium roast. I was just going to ask you what's your favorite. I am a chai yeah. tea latte guy from oh. you know way back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feeling... love the teas. Oh, yeah, passion fruit. I love the passion. Fruit. I love the passion Ooh. fruit too, especially during the mm -hmm. summer. Oh my god, mm -hmm. it's, it's so refreshing. So and that. Oh, go ahead. Hot. Oh, no, I'm just thinking of uh, my absolute favorite, though, is the iced Earl Grey. Oh. You know, I'm going to have to try that with a little shot of lemonade or something. I yes. think that would really yeah. jazz it nicely. Oh, and that, that brings that brings the roster up to some impressive names. Walgreens, Target. Uh, who else is mm -hmm. on the who else is on the Ira roster? Well, let's see. We have AT&T, we have Walgreens, we have Target, we have, depending on your area of the country, we have Wegmans in the Northeast grocery store chain. We have Meyer in the Midwest, uh, Meyer and Fresh Time, those grocery stores. Um, we have a ton of universities, including the Ohio State University, yay, uh, University of Indiana, Princeton, uh, University of California, Irvine, um, just a number of universities. And believe it or not, airports still. Airports continue to renew as we all start moving around again. And of course, the city of Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And I take a, a good advantage of that uh, pre-pandemic. And I will be doing that again shortly as soon as I have my vaccine and can go out. Masks, mm. masks still on, but I will be yep, a lot safer yep. to mingle. Keep masks on, everybody. Don't be stupid. Mm. Come on. <laughs> yes. That is Sunday edition's mission to make sure that everybody at least considers vaccination, although I would like you to more than consider it. And uh, to remember, remember that we need to keep our masks on for a little bit longer yeah 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 yep. and i'm gonna use all those free ira minutes i can when i'm in miami beach <laughs> oh but you know what speaking of the the virus though anthony we do have a promo and this promo is going through probably the end of june i think we're looking at depending on how things go but this is to help you get registered for your vaccination appointment, how to get the actual appointment time. And then once you get there to navigate the actual appointment itself, because some of these things take place in really big venues like stadiums or big yeah. convention centers. And so they're a bit tough to, to navigate. Unfortunately, some of the websites to get registered, I'm sure some of you have run into it, are less than accessible. And while we join others to advocate for them being more accessible, we're gonna offer this so you can get in and get your vaccine. Because a lot of them, it, it reminds me of this time last year when everybody was trying to get their groceries and you had to really be quick to get a time. Uh, it feels like forever ago, but this is what some people are facing with the vaccination registration and appointment times. And we said, this is crazy. We, you know, this is, we've already helped a lot of people. Let's make this a promo and let's get everybody vaccinated. Some, you, you stole my transition thunder there, but it was a perfect <laughs> transition. And well, so you, were, gonna... you were doing so well there with the, uh, <laughs> with the, the masking admonishments. So we need an IRA mask. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, to highlight the fact that the Facebook page, the blog, all of the outreach that Ira does, and a lot of, a lot of the posts that I see are about social distancing and how people use, use Ira to make sure that they are, especially when they're trying to find lines or they're trying to find a socially distanced place to sit down and things like that. So it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I am uh, on the job hunt and I used, I recently used Ira as well to help me upload a resume on a website that, you know, that wasn't as accessible as it could and should be. And here I am 20 minutes into trying to figure out how to get it to actually upload. And so that brings me to another transition, something that I think it, um, it it's not as well known as it should be. And we've spoken about it on Sunday edition before, but let's remind the folks when they're doing their COVID website search, for instance, if they're running into troubles, they can use Ira with another um, another little piece of software. Yeah, um, absolutely. Team Viewer. Yeah, Team Viewer is quite magical and uh, not not quite as accessible or helpful on the phone if you're using iOS, but on the computer, both the Mac and the PC, TeamViewer is pretty amazing. Um, this is a screen sharing program <clears throat> that allows you to actually, you load the small program, TeamViewer, <coughs> excuse me, Bless and you um, then you actually call up your agent and you can either point your camera at the screen or you can set a permanent password and your ID is always going to be permanent, but your password will change. Um, but then they can type that in on their end of TeamViewer and then they can control your screen. And this means they can move your cursor around, they can fill out forms for you. Um, and remember, we have all of your information, your address, all of that. So they can put that into a form for you very, very easily. And I will admit that there are some days when I just am sick of slogging through the giant, mm -hmm. you know, and all that verbiage from the screen reader. And I just call up and say, hey, could you just fill this out for me? Because I'm really tired of this. Or if you're shopping online, you know, okay, I want to look at X. And okay, I really need to look at exercise equipment. And I want to look at a treadmill. And, you know, let's go look at those. And so the agent can actually manipulate your computer, they can click on the inaccessible buttons, they can be sure to grab you that appointment slot for your vaccine. Um, now, the vaccine promo is 30 minutes a day for that particular promo. And because we have this big bucket of minutes that we use for things like these promos that aren't sponsored by anybody, our job seeker promo, which Anthony, you took great advantage of, we have cut that down to one 30-minute call per day. But it's still out there. So, you know, obviously, you got what you needed done in that time frame with TeamViewer. And so, yeah, TeamViewer is a pretty powerful tool. On most, but not all, Android phones, you can actually use TeamViewer and the agent can control your screen. Um, on the newer Android phones though, this is being curtailed, I guess. Uh, I'm not an Android person. On iOS, they cannot control your screen. They can see it and they can direct you on how to move around the screen and when you're actually on a certain element or not on it. 
but they can't actually control it for you. So it's a little less functional on the phone, but very, very functional on the computer. And the great thing too is, you know, they can build a file and then email it to you. Let's say we'll use vaccine, the vaccine, for example, for example, they can take a screenshot of your um, appointment, you know, the, the, the confirmation, send it to you. They can retype that information. If they're sending an image oh, yeah. or a meme or something, they can then retype that information into words in the email. See, there are so many things that, that, you know, the service just makes life oh. so much easier. I love it when they email me. Love it when they email me the Amazon links. That's my favorite. <laughs> when we, we we find something and they go, okay, I don't want to buy it right now, but email me the link, and voila, yeah. here it is. Yeah, and you know, I had to send a gift to my mom, and so I definitely needed some sighted assistance to help pick out a few things, and and that uh-huh. was bang bang boom so you know I always ask you when we're on our calls what is the most creative thing that you've uh, that you've heard an IRA an IRA explorer do in the last couple months since the last time you've been here well since the last time I've been here we are doing something right before our customer calls every month called the IRA active zone and this is where our active coaches who are customers of ours who know the program really well, um, they actually help out new people. So if you just are new to IRA and you're thinking, what do I do with this? I mean, yeah, this is great, but how am I going to actually use it? Well, these folks will do one-on-one coaching with you. So we had the active zone and in February, we talked about cooking. And probably the most creative thing that people do, uh, this blew me away, they decorate cakes with the agents yeah and the agents will direct them on the different you know people know their decorating tools so you've got the the bag that the icing you put the icing in and they have all these little tips or you spread your frosting around and they actually the agents will direct people on how to aim and how to make flowers and all kinds of things and do this cake decorating and i I was blown away i was like that's that's really really cool Wow. So if somebody now, now I has, want a cupcake with decorations. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. If somebody out there um, is doing this, please contact me. The email address is the, the word celebration ac at aol.com. I definitely want to talk to a cake decorator or if you have an interesting story that you that you've used Ira for, please contact me and come on Sunday edition and tell everybody about it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try my hand for a blindiversary cake on uh, Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> hey, happy anniversary. Woohoo. Yeah. And you so, know what? If you had not lost your sight, we never would have met. And that would have been a sad thing for me. Very it sad. would have been a sad thing for me too. You know, <laughs> I, people, people often say, you know, how did you, how did you do it? What? I don't know. And I still don't know. I just kept moving you forward. You do it one day at a time, Anthony. You just do it one day yeah. at a time. <laughs> But the and world some became days are bigger. Easier than others. Absolutely. The world became bigger. <laughs> to borrow from my friend later on in the show, it became bigger, bolder, and beautifuler. Um, you know, the more I came into I this world. <laughs> so let's talk about Spirit Rover. And um, we teased a little bit about something that's coming up this week that has a little something to do with Spirit Rover. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, <laughs> uh, my my little uh, 
tabby kitten spirit rover who is no longer little. She's like 16 pounds. She's a big girl, uh, but she will be a year old on the 26th. Well, coincidentally, um, Ira, our afternoon at the museum series, which is designed to show you what it's like to browse online content from museums with an agent. We're going to Mars. And we might even talk about the spirit rover that is up there on Mars, buried in a sand dune somewhere, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will have Denna Lambert, who's one of our explorers, and she's gonna bring two of her colleagues, an astronomer and a mission engineer from the Perseverance Rover Project. So we're gonna talk all about the rovers on Mars, what the Perseverance Rover looks like. We may even hear some sounds from Mars. Yeah. Wow. And it's not the Martian standing behind the camera going, Psst, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that would be a great far side cartoon. Sounds that, from Mars. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh-huh. So, so that think, is gonna be fun. You think we'll get a guided description of, of the actual landing? I know this one yes. because they were going yes. into a crater yep. and you know the yep. topography of Absolutely. it all is so interesting and i'd love to hear absolutely will that will be in there this will be a 90 minute special because we have so much interest in this one and we are taking questions ahead of time for the team and you can send those questions to iracast at ira.io that's a-i-r-a-c-a-s-t at a-i-r-a.io and we will be happy to pass those questions along. We've already had some questions about sounds and uh, also questions about Martian geology and what exactly are they landing on? Did they really think it was a lake because they describe it as a, a dry lake bed, uh, which is what it looks like geologically. And so um, we've had questions about the little helicopter that will be going up this week hopefully, uh, fingers crossed on that one. Um, and, you know, how they kept that rover sterile during, you know, getting it out to the launch pad and launching it and everything. How did we not bring, you know, anything from Earth to Mars? So, yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. I can't. of questions. <laughs> nice. So I want to remind the folks, if you have a question for Janine about Ira or her animals or the shot or anything <laughs> anything uh, you, can, you can find the link on acb's community facebook page on a bunch of different email lists please join us byron you can start looking for hands i'm going to circle back to uh we started out talking about starbucks and i want to remind the folks mm. out there you know for me uh, i'm asking for me because i want to know how to get ira into Publix. <laughs> um if, if we oh, really yes. want to get Ira into a supermarket chain or a local uh, local restaurant or anything? How do we go about trying to get that to happen? One of the biggest, most powerful things for people is to demonstrate. And you can, sometimes you think, well, I got to know the corporate people at Publix. Well, that's our job. We'll find the corporate people at Publix. But what tends to happen, and believe me, we're, we're already talking to them, okay? Awesome. <laughs> Just a little, we're talking to a couple <laughs> grocery stores and Publix happens to be one of them. But um, one of the things that we tell people is, you know, sometimes it's a local manager who pushes it up the chain because they've seen it. 
And so if you feel inclined or if, you know, management asks you, hey, what are you doing holding your phone up and stuff, you know, um, you can tell them about Ira. We have a demo mode that you get 15 minutes of free demo time and you can tell your agent, hey, I'm demoing this to, you know, the manager of my publics here and we'll capture some information from them and get back in touch with them and see if we can kind of push it up the chain. And when people see it in action, they're blown away. They're just like, wow, that's pretty impressive. So, you know, um, that is probably the biggest way to get that chain in. Now for the local restaurants, um, demos are also great. You can also send them to our access page and that's ira.io slash access. There is a form up there that they can fill out and one of our sales team will be in touch with them then and tell them about all of their options and you know what they can do and why it's a good idea and all that good stuff. And uh, be sure to get them in. And they'll also tell them about local businesses around them, like in Miami Beach, you know, there's so much that may or may not be an access location. And if it's not, then, you know, we'll make it one. <laughs> yeah. Byron, do we have any hands yet? We do. And and as you're talking about audio on Mars, I was thinking, you know, oh, are we going to hear, you know, Marvin the Martian go, uh, where's yes. the kaboom? There was supposed to be an yes. earth shattering kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god! I'm gonna have to go find that sound bite now. Oh yeah, that oh, would be great. Byron will email it to you. He is awesome uh, I, like that. Please <laughs> definitely do because that would be so perfect. That would be all right. Now we're gonna turn on the microphones on the rover and take a listen. That's right. Here we go. So we do. Well, have... I said a, a great meme <clears throat> would be, you know, Marvin the Martian standing there with his iPhone. <clears throat> Pardon me. Standing there with his iPhone with the Ira app up and the little speech bubble coming out of the phone that says, uh, thank you for calling Ira. What would you like to do today? Oh, and that's says, cool. Can you describe that thing out in my yard? Could you describe the Q36 explosive space modulator? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. You're way too good at that. I love it. All right, so yeah. we have we have somebody from the 407 area code that's got their hand raised. Ooh. So I'm going to ask you to unmute. Oh, and I just Orlando. muted. I, this happens to me every time where I unmute them and then they unmute themselves and then they get remuted again. Okay, they're back. <laughs> Orlando area, who's here? <laughs> this is Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, how are you? Well, I, I have two comments and then a quick uh, clarification that I need to ask sure. Janine about. But I have to tease you a little bit first, Janine. When you said we can demonstrate, I thought you were going to have us all go out there with signs or something, you know. <laughs> and, uh, it took me a minute to I figure out what you meant. <laughs> Another great um, use for Ira, by the way, when you are you peacefully go. protesting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and so I, and I was, I was going to tell you, Anthony, Anthony protest, I, so. I must commend you. I, I can't believe you're actually going to have a celebration for your blindness. Now, you know, it's one thing to be able to accept it, which obviously you have no choice but to do after a while. And I admire you for how well you've handled that. But well, I tell you, that's that's a little over the top. I'm a little amazed at that one. But uh, you know, I love it. I think you know, it's very... celebrated. 
Very quickly, I I had a hard time and the grief process was definitely interesting for me. And if, you know, we do the losing sight midlife every, um, the first Sunday of every month here on Sunday edition. And, you know, and and I thought to myself, if I can, if I can use a little bit of humor, a little bit of music and my situation to make someone else, you know, feel a little more comfortable or to think a little bit more about their grieving process, then I, 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 you know, I'll feel amazed. But other way, I'm going to sing a couple of good songs, tell a couple of good jokes, and my friends are going to come along and do the same. So please join us on Wednesday well, night. Thank you. That's great. I listen to your shows almost every Sunday, by the way. I think this is I love you. Program. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to ask you, Janine, I wanted you to clarify something about this 30 minutes at Starbucks. Now, sure. does that mean that if you go in there, you have to use that 30 minutes all in one fell swoop or could I use no, like no, not at all. I'm at a table, and then I I want to get back up to get something else, and I can use another ten minutes. Uh, Absolutely, like thirty minutes yes. a day. Maybe you can Excellent. explain it just a little bit more. Sure. And what that thirty minutes means is that it's thirty contiguous minutes at a time. So you know, you call up, and let's say you're waiting in line, and it's a long line. <laughs> And you're waiting and waiting and you're moving and moving. And after about 29 minutes, your agent says, okay, your 30 minutes is almost up. If you stop the call now and call back, you typically get the same agent. If you call back within about two minutes, you will typically get the same agent. Not always, but most of the time. And then you call back, you have another 30 minutes and This is really just keeping it fair for folks and making sure that everybody can get their time in. But if you say, oh, it only takes 10 minutes, I go get my drink, I find my seat. Okay, now it's maybe half an hour later and I need to go find the restroom. That's perfectly fine. Call us up again. We're happy to do that for you. Okay. So it's basically just the 30 minutes. It can be divided up then during the time you're there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to get straight. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. And now go and get your lemon loaf. And uh, I want to taste these oat milk shakes. I oh. want the banana one. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. the, the cinnamon the banana one loaf. is like... <gasps> the cinnamon one, I'm really, really jonesing to try. Brown sugar and oh, cinnamon. Oh, I would like that. Mm. I would love that if it doesn't oh. have nuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, you Shirley. All right, thank Byron. you very much yeah, for your time, you. and, and I'll also Absolutely. say hi to Byron. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we Byron, got yeah, we got two more at the moment. Um, I'm gonna ask. All right. Yep, Debbie has already unmuted themselves, so Debbie, go ahead and speak. Hey, Debbie. Hi, hi Anthony. <laughs> hi, Janine. This is Debbie Grubb, and hi. Um, I, hello, hello. I am a longtime IRA user, but Janine, I have a logistical question when you go into uh, because i use ira for everything i mean you know really i i love it but anyway (laughs) i have a logistical question that others may be thinking of too say you walk into a big place like a target or i'm i'm with anthony Publix. oh that would be divine to have ira access in Publix. it would but give us because give us some like you're walking in the door and you've initiated the ira how do you um get started when the store is so huge um what does the ira agent do do they have maps or or 
our descriptions of the various stores. Explain to me without losing, wasting a lot of time, how do you get started on a good path in these big facilities that maybe you've not in, been in before or whatever? Sure. May I step well, in I, for one second? Oh, yeah, please do. Ms. Grubb, that is a great question for Ira Active. You know, the coaching service, they can yes. help you plan things like that. <laughs> but go ahead, Janine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Anthony, for plugging that little piece of Ira because it is really important, especially, it, and it doesn't have to be just when you're starting out. If you're kind of stalled out with Ira and you're going, well, you know, I, I have 30 minutes a month and now I have like 20 minutes left over because I can't figure out what to do. <laughs> um, the Ira Active program is great. But Debbie, I tell people, take Ira in these big facilities in little chunks. You know, when you first start out, you can go with a store assistant and you can also have the agent help you at the same time. Because we know sometimes store assistants, you know, you want to kind of double check that they're getting what you've asked them to get. Um, or, okay, can you just get me to the aisle where the soup is? And then the agent and I will figure out the soup thing and we'll get what I need. Um, I tell people kind of break it up, but what the agents can do if you're not able to break it up because of you know time constraints or whatever, um, the agents can get a map of the store, um, especially in the case of Target, I believe their app has the store maps and their website. So we can get those maps of the various stores. <clears throat> Same thing for grocery stores. We can look them up online, um, you know, any kind of big place like that. Usually they can look it up and take a look and see, okay, well, what would you like to get? Um, think about that first. And then you can actually call ahead of time, upload your grocery list if you're going to go get groceries, and uh -huh. then we can go through the list with you. That's another good way to kind of organize it and oh, that way oh, we can put that in your profile. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me again, because um, I have not used Ira Active, and it seems I bet a lot of people haven't either. So, I how, so how do tell us about Ira Active again? The logistics of getting involved, and sure. how often, and are they open all the time? Do you have to go to specific programs? And um, tell me where to go to upload my grocery list. <laughs> ah, okay, well, let's get the grocery list first. So okay. you have, as part of your IRA account, you have what's called your profile and your IRA folder. And yes. your IRA folder can hold anything, anything you want, um, from documents to photos to manuals for appliances, anything that you use, resumes, yeah. yes, that's a perfect one, you know, um, and all of these things live on a very secure drive, and you can only access them when you are on an IRA call, that's the only time, and only you and the agent, while you're on that call, can manipulate that file, i.e., you know, deleting things or moving things or doing whatever. So what you can do is tell your agent, hey, I have this file. I've written out my list. I'd like to put it in my folder. And you can even put it in the notes section of your folder if it's a temporary thing. And the agent will know where to put it. Um, and what you can do, the easiest way to do that also is to use TeamViewer. <clears throat> so they can grab that file and they can put it in your notes 
And then when you call up, when you're at the store, you can just say, okay, I have my grocery list in my folder. Can you pull that up? And let's go through the grocery list. And you can do that with anything. Your travel itinerary is great yep. to do that with. Yeah, that's a that's a big, I know Anthony's used that before. <laughs> yeah, I had them help me through Miami, the Miami airport. I wanted to be a Janine and make it from door to <laughs> gate without any assistance. And they planned the route. And, you know, there were uh, two bumps along the road. I got to be honest, but I had an IRA agent there to redirect me. But they have the maps and they can they can really get you through. You want to ask your person to go to this door. And once you get in that door, the counter will be so many steps forward a little bit to the right, et cetera. It was, it's a great tool. <laughs> it is, yeah. Myself, and I just want to say to everybody, now that probably it's going to be more difficult to get those those assistants to walk around the airport, I've done mm -hmm. it with my, it is absolutely wonderful. And I also want to tell people, Janine, because sometimes hearing it from a staff member, team viewer on the mm -hmm. computer, wonderful. I use it all the time because oh, I have yeah. very, <laughs> low patient level with annoying websites so i just it's and the other great thing people about team viewer is say you want to find something on amazon and you're not having a great deal of luck they yep. can get right on your own amazon account on your computer from team viewer and they don't have to send you a text is it okay i mean it just makes things it's yep. like you're actually doing it on your own computer so i'm a big fan of that so I much, won't talk much more much. secure too. But I wanted to answer your yeah, I wanted to answer your Ira question Active. about yeah. Ira Active. Yeah. So yeah. the way to get on Ira Active is to call our customer care team and we will give out that number, never fear. Um, but to call our customer care team and say, you know, I'm interested in the Ira Active program. Debbie, you could be a coach in Ira Active, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> use the service, but <clears throat> the coaches actually go through an interview process and then they have a monthly meeting where they talk to each other. But if you want to get hooked up with the coach and somebody who can kind of walk you through, um, just let them know, hey, you know, I'd like to know some more ideas for using the service. And sometimes people who start out in that position end up be becoming coaches. And you are paired with somebody. Um, you're paired with the coach if you're the person looking for the info. Or if you're a coach, you are paired with somebody who has called in and said, okay, I want to I do this IRA active thing. And you communicate with that person one-on-one. -on -one. And you do that via phone or email, whichever the person is most comfortable with and you're most comfortable with. And you kind of encourage and exchange ideas and give them ideas, if you're a coach, on what they can do with Ira. Well, can I, you know, adjust my microwave? Can I cook? What, what can I do? Or give, giving them ideas about what they can do. You know, well, how can Ira help with spring cleaning? Um, they can tell me all the giant piles of dog hair that I've missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. How can Ira help in the fitness center? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, I'll tell you, one night, my little dog, Dina, that Janine knows very well, she had a dog. Mm -hmm. And she had a little accident. And I could not find it. And I called Ira and I said, I am so sorry, but I've got to ask this lady said, honey, don't you worry about it. I've raised six children 
And so I panned the camera all around and she helped me find it. And I got my little bag and my little scrub stuff. And I said, I'm okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're not the first person that's called and asked an IRA agent to find dogs. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Guilty as charged. <laughs> Debbie, oh, before here. you go, can you uh, give a preview of what's coming up on Sunday edition next week? And we did not plan this, by the way. Go no, ahead, Debbie. We are, um, I chair the ACB Special Education Task Force, and we are thrilled to come on the whole two hours of Sunday edition. We're going to be talking with Mark Reichert, who is the interim director of AER about Cogswell Macy, because that is now moving once again in Congress. We oh, are also hearing from two parents of blind children who are excellent advocates about how they advocate what their successes were, what their problems are. We're going to hear from um, a TVI who is, is blind. And, and we're going to talk and we're going to hear from a social worker. We're going to hear from um, oh, two TVIs, actually. So it, it is a conversation that is going to run the gambit. What our hope is, is that we can make people more aware of what children face in, in the school arena and what their rights are to receive a truly free and appropriate public education. And it is our hope that some of our members and friends will say, I live in a community. Maybe I'd like to reach out to um, a parent or a grandparent or a counselor. What our goal is, is to ensure that people who help children, who are responsible for them, know what that child's rights are know what they have a right to ask for, and that they can be involved in the IEP, Individualized Education Plan, and all of the things that they can do to smooth the path and make sure that the child has what that child is guaranteed under law. And so we want to educate and hopefully motivate people to lend a hand as they can. And thanks for this opportunity. And Janine, congratulations on this job. You're fantastic. And thanks for asking my fans and my questions. No problem. And Debbie, what a great segue because did you know that students can actually use IRA? Um, we do 14 and above. So high school students, and we are working with the good folks at the American Printing House, our, our former product manager, Greg Stilson. Um, we're working with them on a couple projects for high school students. So this can, IRA can be part of their IEP. And so, oh, you know, we would nice. love to talk to folks about that. Well, I, so I will probably, the tools. <laughs> I'll be reaching out to you. Thank and Debbie, awesome. I'm going to ask you if you can get with Lori and maybe do a short, maybe five minute segment on um, what we can do to prepare our kids social distance wise as they go back to school too, as um, blind parents or yeah. parents of blind children. If you could do a quick cheat sheet on helping prepare our kids to go back to physical school. We'll, we'll make that happen. Thanks again. Awesome. All Love right. You. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to meet myself to listen now. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Byron, who's on deck? Yay. All right. Coming up next, we have Sharon. Sharon, go ahead and unmute. Hello, Sharon. Hi, everyone. This is Sharon from Massachusetts. Uh, hey. Good to hear your voice, Debbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a comment and a question. 
and and I make this comment because it really op it really opens my eyes to something, and that is um, I use uh, uh, Washington National Cathedral, and I um, I participate in some of their services, and they send me these um, cart things, even though their services are free, you have to fill out a registration form. So I've used Ira a couple of times to help me do it because they don't look that accessible. And then the other day, one of the agents said to me, well, you know, um, we can do this for you, but we can also show you how to do it. And so the next time I get one of these, I'm going to go on with an, uh, an agent and say, let's see if I can do it. If I can't, I will you know, definitely be calling you. But if I can, since I get them so often, then I can do it myself. So I really hadn't thought about an IRA agent kind of training me on one of these, but we're going to give it a try. <laughs> Great. Well, um, let, yes. let us know how that goes. Because yes. I would definitely like to know how that goes. Yeah, because I, you know, I think um, there's probably just a few things that I'm missing. It's not, especially because mm -hmm. there's no payment. It's just sort of a register and it's a cart, ah. but it's a cart, but it's not, there's no, there's no fee. Um, right. The other thing I just wanted to know, just out of my own curiosities, about how many people does Ira serve now? Do you have any sense? Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's thousands. It's thousands. literally, literally wow. thousands um, around the world, too. Around um, the world. Because yeah. we launched in the UK last summer. Right. And so we are in the U.S. and Canada, the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand, and beyond. Wow, and so, beyond. Yeah, and beyond, <laughs> because and there beyond. are folks. Okay. There are folks who have Ira who are living in other countries around the planet. Um, we are an English-speaking service, but right. you know they happen to have U.S. phone numbers and are living in other parts of the world, and so you know we right. are happy to serve them. So yeah. interestingly, I. Um, got a woman uh an agent last week who was in spain oh yes um, yes, yes and Katharina. She, was <laughs> she was delightful and we were mm -hmm. saying i was saying uh, how you know how can that be and she said well because this is where i'm living and of course i speak yeah. english and so she was like um maybe six hours ahead of me or something like mm -hmm. that and i just i was and really thrilled by that <laughs> we Thank do you. have agents all around the world. Um, all of them are U.S. citizens. That's a requirement. But a lot oh, of them is. are military spouses. And oh. so they move around a lot. And IRA okay. is a perfect job for about 20%, 25% of our agents are military spouses. Oh. And so we wow. have people in Korea. We have people in Australia and Germany and England. And actually, I don't think we have anybody in England right now, but we have Spain all over the place. So it really wow. works out well. That's cool. And and she said, you know, like, if you call at three in the morning, it's nine o'clock for me and I've had my coffee and I'm wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is what we love having. And I'll tell you what, our night crew, they have more fun than is probably legally allowed. Okay. Because <laughs> if you call an IRA at like three in the morning, no matter yeah. where you are, it's got to be something interesting. Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> I've never done it, I have to say. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'll myself now. Well, I was thinking when you said New Zealand, and I've, you know, I know I, Ira's been there for a little while. Since we're going mm -hmm. to Mars, maybe we could arrange a trip to Middle Earth and do uh, some filming, well, you, some of the filming know, sites. 
that could be a fun one. Well, you know, we do afternoon at the museum. And actually, the National Museum of New Zealand just put in some accommodations for deaf people at their museum. And so we were at the um, Australian National Museum uh, back in February. So who knows, we may visit New Zealand soon. And if you have a museum that you would like us to visit, um, we did the San Diego Zoo. Um, this past Friday, we did the Presidential Pets Museum, which was, oh my gosh, that was so fun. Um, you, Anthony, you need to have a gentleman named Andrew Hager. You need to have him on one of your shows because he is awesome. He is just so much fun. I will send you his contact awesome. info because uh, you will not regret it. He is, Thank uh, you. He is the historian in residence for the, uh, the Presidential Pet Museum and just way too much fun. Awesome. I'll put in a vote for the Bronx Zoo. That is a phenomenal oh, conservation center. Yes. Oh, I love the Bronx. And I love their stuff on Animal Planet. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm addicted to those <laughs> like zoo shows and the veterinarian show. Oh, it's pathetic, I tell you. <laughs> All right, Byron, who's on deck? All right. Up next, we have Anne. And it looks like Anne is already unmuted. Hello, Hello Anne. Can you hear me? Hey, hi there, Anne. Hi, in, um, in Atlanta. Um, what is Team Viewer and how do you use it? Oh, great question. So Team Viewer is a screen sharing app and it allows people to come into your computer and control your computer. So that's what we use for our agents. And you can download this program. It's available on the PC or the Mac. And you can go to teamviewer.us, I believe. No, I'm sorry. It's teamviewer.com. I'm thinking of Zoom. It's uh, teamviewer.com. And you want to download the free version. And what it will do when you install it, it's really quick to install. And once you install it and you bring it up, it will give you a screen that has an ID number on it, which will not change. It's specific to that computer. And then a dynamic password that changes each time. And there are ways to set that up so that you can have a permanent password. Um, but what you can do also is hold up your phone to your computer screen and the agent can see those, type them in on their end, and then they will have control of your computer for as much or as little as you need them to do. Sometimes it's just them seeing the screen to, to describe things. Sometimes it's them filling out forms, clicking on inaccessible buttons, etc. And so, you know, that's basically how TeamViewer works. But on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IRAIO. We have a couple of uh, episodes of our expedition series on how to use TeamViewer. So we are you know, happy to make those available to you. You can watch those at any time. And we give up a much longer, better explanation there. <laughs> Does it only help with computers or can you hold it up to something else? Uh, only with computers, yep. Only with computers, because basically what it will do um, when you activate the Team Viewer program on your computer, it will actually allow them to get into the computer. I wish it worked on other things like other touch screen things. Wouldn't that oh be nice? Oh my God, yes. Um, uh -huh. oh, oh man, <laughs> especially the ones that are not, um, you know, uh, don't have the little indentations, the membrane. The, these are the other ones that totally smooth, just, you know, touch here, touch there. Ah, 
ah, <laughs> they definitely don't behave like an iPhone. And for the for the you know listening the listeners out there, you can also use Team Viewer with with someone in your life, family, friend, oh, who might be tech savvy, mm-hmm. who can help you as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, if you're stuck at that glitch and you know someone at your, you know, taxes or, mm-hmm. you know, anything that, you know, you, yep. you want, and you've got that person who's tech savvy, you can link with them as well and, and mm-hmm. spend a lot more time. I did that with, um, with my puppy raisers who helped me format oh. my resume so that it looked oh. good to sighted folk because mm-hmm. I kept, I kept hearing, well, it's a beautifully written resume, but all those black boxes are not spaced the right way. Oh, and of course mm-hmm. it sounds like it is but it wasn't so <laughs> we got on team viewer and fixed my resume up real good thank yeah. you for your question byron who else do we have all right um we have margie margie you're all you're not muted unmuted yep there you go now you're i'm unmuted. unmuted there you are <laughs> oh no good morning janine Hey, how the are you? The first thing is I have a compliment for Janine. Whatever she takes on, she does a thorough job with, and she's always very excited. It's always whatever venture you're on in life, it's always wonderful to hear you because you really take it seriously and you have fun with it and you put your all afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, cousin Anthony. <laughs> Hello, Margie, Margie, my love. (laughs) I I want to talk about Ira in a very different way. Um, I know you're speaking to a blind community, so you're addressing how blind people use it. But I actually use Ira um, more to do computer work for me because I have uh, repetitive stress injuries and I am limited in my ability to type without creating severe pain. So I have them do internet searches and um, I almost all the time I will call um, the Amazon disability line, put in my cart what I want in my cart and call Ira and have them purchase it. And I I guess that's a comment. And my question is, have you guys marketed Ira to other communities than just blind communities? That is a great question, Margie. And we are beginning to do that because one of the things that we learned from the pandemic And from having a lot of universities taking on IRA as an accommodation, one of the things we learned was that people with dyslexia love IRA. We also found that out from the Starbucks employees because they said, you know, we are given like reams of material and these people are not used to synthetic speech. So having their phone read it to them was like mesmerizing but it was much better to have a human to say okay can we go through this and see what's here also we have had some deaf folks using ira in social distancing where they can text back and forth Mm. to the agent who can actually hear what's going on and explain it to them and that has worked really well and so yeah we are uh i have a friend who has some disabilities that involve anxiety disorders and when she gets super anxious and she used it in starbucks the other day actually um she blanks out her vision gets really blurry she Mm. has trouble hearing all of these things and she uses ira for those circumstances can you read me the menu can you give me directions out of this crazy mall um she and i were (laughs) together one day and that's how we used it was to help her get out of the mall 
And uh, so, yeah, we are definitely suggesting that it can absolutely be used for these things. And isn't it interesting how, you know, one thing that starts out for one community can really benefit a lot of people with the visual information. That's often so. the case. And, and I have one more question, and maybe I should save this mm -hmm. for the um, meeting. So if so, just let me know. No. I hear people talking about using it in the store. Mm -hmm. And the concept of me now as a totally blind person going in a store and pushing a cart and using IRA just is not appealing to me and doesn't seem to be very effective. Now, using IRA to confirm something they're handing me, especially if it's in a box, that's awesome. But I want to hear more about how people actually use it in a store that's totally blind, that really uses the IRA. Mm -hmm and their guide dog or their cane or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I can I'm gonna tackle you. that one. Yeah, go for it, Anthony, because I was gonna say, and I can give you my experience, but go for it. <laughs> um, I shop at Publix and there's a beautiful person there who has even offered to bring my, my groceries home on her way from work, but I don't want to rely um, on only her and, and I don't want to work with certain people. So I really wanted to, to, to do it myself and um, I've, perfected my system. Like uh, they said earlier, I make my list. Um, I call the I call the IRA agent. I ask them if I can email it to them real quick so that I don't have to go through connecting to my chain bureau and all that. And the it's, you know, it's already done. They get it up in the profile. And when I get to the store, they've actually redistributed my list, all the bread products and, and all the produce products. And, and they've made it, they made it easier for me to, to route. Um, I can't do the cart with the guide dog, it just doesn't work. So I use a basket, if it's a, honestly, I'm never gonna use it for a $300 order. It would be too much. Um, but for, you know, for a good 50 to $100 order and a, and, and a larger of the baskets, they have the rolling baskets now. Um, it, it's really awesome. Uh, it takes takes a good amount of time. You know, you're navigating through the store, um, but it, it, it works pretty well. And what I do is I stop and start. Um, you know, I'll go through like the produce, then I'll go wait at the deli, I'll call back, you know, so that I'm not running the minutes constantly. How about you, Janine? That is a great strategy. I take it in little chunks. Um, I try not to because I hate grocery shopping. Oh, I hate it almost as much as house cleaning, <laughs> but um, I hate grocery shopping. And so what my husband and I will do, we'll divide it up and I will use Ira to get to the aisle to look at the, the products that I'm going to get. I don't think I would ever use it for like the weekly or bi-weekly grocery shopping. It's a lot. Um, yeah. Now, other kinds of shopping like clothes and things like that, sure. But for the groceries, it, it's exhausting and it's exhausting on a bunch of levels. But if I'm going in to pick up a few things or I know exactly what I want, I'm pretty sure I know where it is, you know, um, and spotting, using them to spot things. Okay, I need to get to this aisle. Let's get me there. And then, or if I'm going with a store employee, okay, can you help me because of social distancing? Let's make sure that I'm following this person and that this person is getting me what I think they're getting me. And that's usually how I do it. Now to do, you know, the weekly family shopping, probably not as a totally blind person, but people do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do, you know, the, go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
I, I have to go buy, I want to go buy an anniversary card today and I, I'm going to use it for that now that I'm listening See, to the I love that. I love yeah. reading through the <clears throat> card rack. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. I love yeah. that when I could see. And so, you know, I spend a huge amount of time doing that with Ira. When I'm Thank you so much, both of you. That was helpful. Hey, You're welcome. Always good to hear from you, Margie. Yay. Hey. I think we we have time for one more. We do have one more. And I just want to quickly relate my favorite Ira story. My friend Chris um, and I, uh, Chris Peterson from Minnesota, uh, we went to the record store a couple of years oh, ago. And, yes. And, we, and we, we Facebooked it. So I had my phone and we were streaming live on Facebook <laughs> so people could watch. And he was oh, using wild. Ira and Ira was reading to him all of the records that we were going through. And we found some cool stuff. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. That's fun. Well, you know, Ira Live now, uh, you will get a notification if you turn that on in the app under the ever popular more tab. <laughs> uh, mm. You can turn on notifications for Ira Live sessions. And people have done everything from describe the landing of the Perseverance rover to, uh, let's see, somebody was going out to lunch the other day. Um, someone was watching a movie, all kinds of different things. So that's so cool. So is that something where other people can watch your session? Yep. Um, they can't watch it, but they can listen in. So that's there's no so video, cool. but they can listen in. I yeah. love that. So awesome. They can kind of hear what this Neat. interaction is like. We have, All right, uh, Brian, let's get that last hand up. Yep, yeah, we have one last hand, and this is Pam. Hi, Pam. You're, you're going to go ahead and unmute. Hello. Hey, Pam. I, I just need a little bit of clarification because I was making dinner at the beginning of the show. Never fails, you know, uh, making a ruckus. Um, but uh, for those of us with always hungry bank accounts who are restricted to using free a free IRA account, how much of all of this stuff you've been talking about for the last hour can be done using a free account? Well, let me tell you, you can go to any of our access locations like Target, Target.com, Starbucks, uh, Walgreens, any of these places and any of your local places that happen to be access locations and use IRA free while you're there. Um, according to whatever the offer is, you can use things like our Vespero offer, where if your jaws just stops and you have no idea why, and you're stuck with a brick uh, with a power cord, <laughs> you can call us and we can take a look at the screen and let you know what's going on and even sometimes how to fix it. Sometimes we're stymied, but, uh, but we can help with that. So um, when you open up the app, take a look under the apply a free offer button. And all of those things you can do being a guest. Now, we also have, and what a great segue, Pam, <laughs> to end our <laughs> time here with Anthony, because remember, we have the ACB power plans, too. So for $20 a month, you get 30 minutes. And for $120 a month, you I'm sorry, for $99 a month, you get 140 minutes as opposed to the 120 that you get with the regular plan. So we got a couple specials there for you and you can call our customer care team. And let me give everybody that number. It's 
835-1934. So, and let's remind folks that um, you can share an account. Um, if you have the, yeah, those, you share those minutes, yep. you can share it with two people and split the bill. So that'd mm -hmm. be awesome too. Janine, yeah. I am so glad you were here. And let's plan a show in a couple of months to talk oh. about some interesting IRA um, experiences that people have we had. We will have some amazing stuff in a couple of months. We'll be at the convention. We're yes. already planning that. And we hope to have some really, really exciting stuff to talk about then. So, yeah. And I, I will always come back to talk with you, Anthony. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So Sunday edition, we'll be right back with Roy Samuelson and his special guest, Steph. I'm speaking out for the blinds, Brian McCallum. According to KSNW TV in Wichita, Kansas, a new app is being developed to help the blind and visually impaired read their favorite comic books. Joining us to talk about the app will be its developer and Wichita State University Associate English Professor Dr. Darren Dufresne and visually impaired comic book fan Allison Rhodes. That's on March 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream East and 8 p.m. Pacific on ACB Radio Mainstream West. Wow, what a great promo. Welcome back to Sunday Edition. It is like old home week. Friend to the show, Mr. Roy Samuelson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. Hey, thanks for having me. Ah, of course. How you been? <laughs> it's been a lot of good and I'm doing fine. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you first, how often do you hear comments about that amazing banquet speech you gave last year at convention? That banquet speech at the convention was assembled and compiled by all the feedback that people had been sharing about audio descriptions. So anytime someone says that, I feel like you know, it's kind of like a, an echo chamber that I like to throw it back and say, well, thanks for sharing your thoughts and your comments. This is really a, a audio reflection of your needs and your choices. So uh, it's, it's great to hear because that means that what blind people want and what low vision people want when it comes to audio description are, uh, we're getting the word out. Well, I'm going to take my Sunday edition hat off for a moment and throw my um, blind pride secretary hat on and say, thank you so much for all of the great programming over the last year that you've done with BPI, including, and I want to talk for a moment, just a moment about behind the makeup and um, what you did for us with that. Um, of course, with uh, JJ Hunt and our own engineer behind the scenes, Mr. Byron Lee and Chris Snyder, board member. Uh, you helped us create the world's first ever audio described drag performance. Just give us a little bit of what that was like for you and, and uh, how awesome that was. <laughs> I've got such a smile on my face right now. It was, first of all, an honor to be included in it. And second of all, thank you for coming up with the name for the upcoming Drag Me Behind the Curtain or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. at that pun. Uh, it was great. It's like, here's this experience of uh, a live drag show that you know was recorded on video and it's uh when i think about the experience as a gay man going to see a, a drag show or doing drag bingo or something there's a there's a real sense of community of being together with others and just laughing and having a great time and all the the racy innuendo and the playful outfits and everything and as you said you know jj wrote the scripts and i voiced it and 
you know, Byron and Chris were a part of making sure that the audio was was put in in a place that made sure that it, it works. And like that team effort, I think, exemplifies what audio description can be on the creation of it. But there's also that that sense of connection that we're able to to share this this drag performance with uh, with audio description audiences. Awesome. So, you know, may I bounce all over the place. I can't get on my Facebook. There's not a single day that I don't get on Facebook that I don't see at least three or four um, audio description posts from the group. And there's some amazing conversations going on. What, uh, give us two or three of the conversations recently that have really piqued your interest and have really gotten you, you know, excited. Sure. Well, there's a lot of connections happening at uh, on the social media front, specifically what it sounds like you're talking about is the audio description discussion group on Facebook. Yes. And that's got you know over a thousand members right now of, of people who are uh, interested in audio description, creators of audio description, uh, partakers of audio description, self-defined audio description snobs, and also a lot of decision makers. So the conversations that are happening there are very lively and very exciting because there's different perspectives um, you know in the same way that when there's a class or a workshop that's happening on the audio description voice side uh, when there's a audio description um, quality control expert that's hired to be a part of that i encourage them to you know if they've got an opinion that's different than someone else that's great that there is a subjective approach to this there's no one size fits all and it's it's helpful for our our voice talents to know that. And it's also helpful on the discussion side to know that not everybody has the same opinion. And I think that kind of nuance is really important. Uh, one of the more exciting conversations that happened was recognizing, gosh, I think I threw together like 17 or 18 different elements of audio description. And the idea was that if any single one of those things uh, is not met with the quality and care of all the others that the audio description suffers and it's not at the the place that it needs to be that this is not a, a one person coming together and throwing together a audio description recording and saying we're done with it there's a lot of thought and time and care that goes into it and the you know still being able to deliver on time and still being able to make sure it gets passed from you know, I like to say cinema to streaming. So the excitement of that post itself was that our audiences are recognizing the, you know, they're becoming aware of all the different things that are happening. And that's a, that's a pretty operative word right now, awareness. And there's, there's been some, you know, chatter on, on the various, um, on the various groups and especially on the audio description page that, you know, some of us are unhappy with synthesized voicing and and some of the quality that comes along with that what do you say to the folks that say you know we got it and and they gave it they gave it to us so should we complain if it's not you know what we like or what we read you know what we would hope it to be sure so let's start by talking about the place for synthesized voice the you know first of all i'm biased I'm a, a sighted voiceover talent. So I'm coming from that perspective. So keep that in mind. And at the same time with synthesized voice, 
Anthony, I got no interest in reading out loud your emails or what your calendar is when it comes to being your screen reader. You know, it's like yeah. there's a place for a uh, synthesized voice that's really appropriate. And I think that a lot of people do recognize the the need for synthesized voice when it comes to information. If there's a, a ton of information that needs to, uh, you know, get into the hands of a screen reader, great. That's a perfect place for it. I think about cooking shows or do-it-yourself instructional videos on YouTube, that these are really helpful and useful places for synthesized voice. But my agenda is the parody to sighted audiences experience. If a sighted audience gets an emotional connection with a scene and those, those I'm calling it emotional silences, that there's, there's something that really impacts in a way that is important to a sighted audience, there is no excuse for an audio description audience not to have that same experience and to be in parody to that and i feel that uh, a human voice brings that and you know ai is coming along great i hear a lot of times where people say it's very conversational you know you can hear the conversational read conversational conversational i understand that the conversational has value but in a scene that has you know one of the main characters dying and you hear the synth voice that says she dies in his arms or the ghost chases her through the house as he burns down the walls. It's like, there's something that's disconnected through that. And yeah. AI will eventually be able to be programmed to have those nuances of the emotional intent. It's not emotional read, it's emotional intent. It's a uh, inflection, you know, is it, uh, she picks up the red apple as opposed to him or is it she picks up the red apple as opposed to the green apple or she picks up the red apple as opposed to the orange or she picks up the red apple as opposed to she drops the red apple that these are all things that can be programmed with ai voice but if you're spending all the time trying to program the ai voice to recognize those different things i mean i give you three examples the emotional intent the uh uh, the the words emphasis, and then also the the way that the human voice reads it. You know, you, are you really saving that much money doing an AI voice? Because now there's an engineer that's programming something that has to make sure that the the software is updated. It's like all these other consequences when you know we've got a uh, you know there's there's actors on screen that are performing could not have. Uh, an actual human be also doing this. I have to also say there's a behind the scenes advocacy as well in that there's a lot of tremendous blind talents who have been doing this work. Audio description was created by blind people for blind people. So blind people need to be included in this. That there's a, you know, this is yet another opportunity for legitimate employment for professional blind talents who understand the nuance of this work. And AI voice is taking that away. So there's a lot of different reasons that audiences can fully appreciate a, a human voice when it's appropriate in those in those uh, scenarios. I, <clears throat> I want to get the question over with so that later on when we're in our question and answer period, it doesn't pop up, you know, multiple times. A lot of people want an understanding of why certain programming has audio description some places and doesn't may not have it here. Um, can you give us a quick oversight of, of why that might be? Oh, sure. So right now it feels like the audio description experience is kind of like the Wild West. 
And then, you know, there's a new streaming platform that's popping up every other week. There's different approaches. There's at least two or three dozen companies that are providing audio description and a whole bunch more that are popping up as well. And each one of those has their own different approach. And with that, there's a there's different behind the scenes licensing agreements. One of the things that impresses me about the Spectrum Access Company is that they've uh, taken ActiveView and put another spin on it in the sense of spin isn't the right word, but what they've done is taken this existing software, ActiveView, and made sure that these companies that have provided audio description have they've somehow overcome the legal restrictions the the barriers that prevented audio description to let's use the word travel from cinema to streaming so if you see a movie at the theater and then you turn it on on a streaming platform you know it might not be the same or it might not be there at all well you know the the voice you know the the audio description didn't travel but for some reason the rest of the audio traveled the you know the voice of the the actors traveled the background sound traveled so why is an audio description traveling? And I think that's because the audio description is being created in a way that's separated from production or even post-production. Now, this isn't all 100% the case, but in a lot of times, it's the distributor that handles the hiring of the audio description company and placing that audio description track into the film. That, you know, I here's this post-production sound company that has the content before they even hand it off to the distributor that says, you know, we're going to take two or three days to work on this scene and make sure it's mixed right and make sure the audio levels are at the place that an audience can fully experience it, whether it's in Dolby Atmos or, or stereo or, or however the audience needs to listen to it. And they take a lot of time and care and making sure that that's done. And then all that stuff is put together and handed off to another company the distributor, whose whole goal is to just get as much content out as possible in the most efficient way as possible. Now, efficient is great because it gets there faster, but the distributor's focus is on time and also money. That If you've got 1,500 different projects coming into you and you want to get all those out as soon as possible, those little $5, 10 cost-cutting decisions can really add up. That's where the quantity really factors in. So should audio description start to pivot into a place that's more on the production or the post-production side, that that can start to alleviate the pressure on the distributor. It puts the, it puts the content back in the creative side, those people that want to get the message out to all audiences, you know, the representation of our 32 million blind and low vision Americans. So maybe that's a connection. I kind of pivoted away from your question here. Let's go back to it. There's a lot of content that already exists that's being backfilled. In other words, archival content that is having audio description added to it. And at the same time, there's a lot of new content that's coming out. This is a golden age of, of television and film in, in so many different ways. It's really exciting. And because of that, that Wild West, audiences are getting an inconsistent experience when it comes to audio description because of you know the these two different things, the, the new content that's coming and trying to make sure that, quote unquote, older stuff, stuff that we've already seen before, you can see now with audio description. 
what's your favorite back catalog um audio description described film Oh, that's a great question. I remember like a year or two ago, you and I went off on Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Either we wanted it or it needed to have it. So I haven't heard audio description on Wizard of Oz, but I mean, come on, this is BPI. I gotta I gotta go stereotypical here and say I wanna hear that. Yeah. I'm right there with you and and I want nine to five. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes, of course. How could we forget Polly Martin and Willie? <laughs> yeah, All right. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to say I want first... nine to five to be above Wizard of Oz. Can I do that? I want to retract. Yes, I to with you, Anthony. <laughs> I'm going to say that this first part of the conversation has been our salad. Let's jump into the appetizer now. Tell us about the the various uh, audio description advocacy projects you are involved with. Give us updates. Tell us where you want some of our help or what's going on. What we should be looking for, looking out for. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, during this part, I, I'd love to uh, ask our our uh, our other guest, uh, Stephanie McCoy, to join us. Uh, Stephanie is from Bull Blind Beauty. Uh, there's uh, there's so many different avenues of, first of all, a lot of behind the scenes things I'm really excited to share. Uh, I alluded to the uh, some workshops that I'm teaching with um, with both blind and sighted voiceover talents and, you know, making sure that um, audience, you know, that the uh, blind advisors who are paid professionals join us on that. Um, we've got uh, the Audio Description Network Alliance. The ADNA is a, um, formerly the Audio Description Narrators of America. Uh, that was the first phase where we just had voice talents that do movies and TV shows for audio description, but now we've opened that up to include writers, engineers, and quality control experts, and anyone else who have credits in audio description. You can imagine it to be like a internet movie database of audio description professionals that work in movies and TV shows. Uh, there's some really exciting announcements coming up um, you know one of the great things and you had mentioned this before that the audio description project is just a great go-to resource there's so many yeah. things happening there that it's like that is the be-all end-all and go-to place it's uh it's got so much information i don't know how the team keeps up it's it's there's always something that's happening um there's uh also the uh audio description discussion group as you said uh, that there is uh, uh, all those lively conversations happening. Um, one of the things that I find really exciting is all these podcasts that are popping up. Um, the ADNA like, no, your narrator. Is, <laughs> it's uh, among many. Yes. Uh, very, very proud to have interviewed a, a lot of people, uh, blind and sighted, who are professionals there, as well as, you know, I look at uh, Talk Description to Me, which is out of Canada with uh, Christina and, um, and JJ, who uh, focus yeah. on current events. There's uh, our own Carl and Brian, who are doing Picture This podcast. Read My Mind is a great resource. That's uh, it's almost like the uh, the NPR storytelling, and he focuses a lot on audio description and uh, you know how different approaches that he finds effective. And uh, um, you know, I, I think about uh, blind abilities, and that there's a there's a lot of things happening there. Um, you know, with um, uh, Serena and Jeff and, and the team. So there's a lot of different ways that audiences can reach out and find out more. Uh, 
I'm still working on Kevin's Way, which is uh, formerly known as Kevin's Process. process. Uh, we, we pivoted away from process because a lot of people were talking about the audio description process after that uh, ACB speech. And it, it just felt like it was watering down the, uh, the uniqueness the of what Kevin's Way was supposed to be. And uh, of course, we've got the second annual Audio Description Awareness Day, which is coming up next month on the 16th. And um, uh, we are, again, we being uh, um, uh, Stephanie McCoy, uh, Juan Alcazar, myself, uh, through Bold Blind Beauty this year, um, <clears throat> launching the Audio Description Awareness Day, and with it, the audience audio description awareness challenge. And uh, we've got a really specific message that we're very excited to share as the, the time comes closer to help engage and connect not only our audiences, but also the entertainment industry and other professionals in audio description. And Steph is, <laughs> Steph is just great. I'm so excited that we're working together again. She is, uh, she's one of the smartest people I know. She's so cool. And it's inevitable that we, at some point, uh, just laugh for six hours at a time. It's not six hours, but it, it, we definitely have a lot of good times uh, putting this together. Well, I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't think you had popped on yet, that uh, this Wednesday I am celebrating my fifth blind anniversary. Um, and so I feel like I got my first blind anniversary gift this week when you connected me with Steph so that we could, uh, you know, we could parlay a little bit about today's show and um two virgos found a a connection that you know felt like like we've been friends for for years in one conversation so i am really 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 pleased to welcome steph to sunday edition why don't you um why don't you tell us steph why you're here and tell us about your amazing podcast and blog Hey, Anthony. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason why I'm here, <laughs> uh, Roy uh, asked me if I wanted to be on a call on Sunday. And I said, sure, <laughs> you know, to talk about Audio Description Awareness Day. I'm like, sure, that would be great. What he failed to tell me was that it was going to be a podcast. <laughs> so You're I on the radio. Whoops. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but you know what, Anthony, it, it's, it's all good because after talking with you yesterday, um, I really, you put me so at ease. I felt like I've known you almost all my life. And the fact you were able to know that I was a Virgo without me having told you was just, it totally blew my mind. So I'm really, really thrilled to be here today to talk about our second annual um, Audio Description Awareness Day and the Audio Description Awareness Challenge with- Well, let's put a pin in that for a moment because you are you are um, curating Bold, Blind, Beautiful, which, you know, after we spoke, I, I went and took some peeks at. I am, I am extremely impressed. This is something that everybody listening needs to go and, and get, get familiar with. So tell us a little bit about Bold Blind Beautiful first. Sure, it's, it's Bold Blind Beauty. Um, it is where real beauty transcends barriers. I created it to empower women who are blind and low vision to increase their confidence, claim their power and boldly break barriers. That was why I created it. After I lost my sight, 
I was asked to um, speak to a group of blind women at the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. They wanted to learn how to put on makeup. They wanted some makeup tips. And I was challenged to do that because I was still very, very new to sight loss. Um, even though I wore makeup all my life, I just wasn't sure how I was going to be able to um, impart what I knew to these blind women. So the first thing I did was um, I went online, I did some research, you know, looking to see what I could find about, um, you know, teaching women who are blind how to put on makeup. And lo and behold, there was next to nothing out there. I think there might have been um, Vision Aware had several articles. They were the most helpful site at that time. Since then, I'm glad to say that there are uh, many more beauty bloggers who are blind or low vision who are addressing some of these issues because we in the blind community understand that even though we may not be able to see, that doesn't mean that we don't care about our appearance. So I was asked to speak with this group. I did my research, couldn't find anything. And I decided, well, obviously, you know, there's a need for this. People are talking about this. They, they asked me questions. They wanted to know how to do things like a, a smoky eye. They wanted to know how to apply like blush and, and those types of things. And I was able to give them some tips just based upon my personal experience and some things that I found that I thought would be um, sort of, you know, easier for a person who couldn't see or had uh, low vision to apply. So I went at it from sort of those kinds of, that kind of aspect. And I created Bold Blind Beauty. Now I created it from the aspect of, yes, we wanna talk about makeup. We wanna talk about fashion and style and those fun sort of things. But for me, um, beauty has always been much deeper than outside appearance. It has always been about the character of a person. So for me, the most important aspect of Bold Blind Beauty is the empowerment of women. And now today, I'm, I'm glad to say that even though that's still the main message behind Bold Blind Beauty, all of my contributors um, who write for Bold Blind Beauty are women. I now have 10 of them this year. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, we are also focusing um, our messaging around AIR. Um, AIR is accessibility, inclusion, and representation. representation. Yeah. And that, you know, I can get into the, the podcast in just a minute, but that's where, you know, that sort of direction was, was given. I think when we created the podcast, but um, the question was about the blog. So today we are featuring um, this year in 2021, we're featuring younger people, young adults and youth. Um, we have features each week, uh, Women on the Move, uh, Men in Motion. We feature Monthly Beauties. Uh, monthly Beauties came out of my desire to see blind and low vision women on a fashion cover a magazine cover, because I had never seen that before. We're, we're, we're just so underrepresent, underrepresented 
I felt, why not just create my own cover, you know, and, and just run with it. So that's what I've been doing. We call the monthly beauties. And then we have another section called cane enabled, where we celebrate all things related to the white cane customization, safety usage, and people who are in the field of blindness and um, vision loss. So O&M instructors, parents of blind children, um, people who are in technology. Um, tomorrow, for example, we're going to be featuring Scribly, so I'm really, really excited about that one. As a matter of fact, Anthony, you may want to speak with this woman because she is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Send me the contact. And hey, Next Gen and students, maybe you want to hit up Steph for some national convention programming and uh, a quid pro quo. You can maybe get some uh, beauties up on her uh, on her blog. Heck but yeah. uh, we digress. And Will and Grace, I mean, um, Roy and Steph, let's jump into the Oh my God, Steph, did you hear that? <gasps> <laughs> Let's get right into the entree and talk about the project you guys are working on and let's tease and excite everyone about it. Go for it, Will and Grace. Okay, so Audio Description Awareness Day is going to be launching on April 16th, as Roy had mentioned. With that, we're also going to be launching our audio, the the audio description awareness challenge. I get tripped up with the, the acronyms. <laughs> Tada challenge is uh, the audio description awareness challenge. And then of course, audio description awareness day. So we're really, really excited about this this year, um, mainly because we're getting so much traction early on in the process. As a matter of fact, Roy, I meant to mention this to you. Somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn yesterday. She uh, was talking to me about something that happened a couple of days ago, an event that I was at. And then she said, oh my God, she said, I just realized you're the Stephanie who knows Roy Samuelson. And she said, I was just talking to him about, and he was talking about this audio description awareness day. Can you tell me more about it? Wow. So, <laughs> and I noticed that she is a voice talent. Um, so I asked her for her email address and I told her that I would email her some more details, but we have a whole uh, community of people who are getting on board to help us spread the word. Um, I've actually uh, talked with another young woman just today, as a matter of fact, she's going to design some imagery for us and she is blind. <laughs> she's an artist. She's going to design our imagery for us to help promote um, the event along with um, the page that we're going to be putting up on Bull Blind Beauty that is going to have information to direct people to other sources in regards to audio description, what it is, and, and all those types of things. Roy, what can you tease us about the challenge itself? I'm sorry, I'm still blown away about Will and Grace. One of the <laughs> things that is a, a good tease is the um, is the connections that are happening. We had I had used that word earlier in the conversation, and that the way that Stephanie and I are and Juan are approaching this through Bold Blind Beauty as the the anchor. I mean, you heard. Steph say AIR and the acronym and what it stands for and the Audio Description Awareness Day and the Audio Description Awareness Challenge fit really well within that, that acronym and how 
we are looking to make connections. And I think the tease is this is uh, yet another occasion where audiences of audio description, creators of audio description, and the entertainment industry at large are finding ways to connect on audio description. And we've really crafted it to be as specific as it needs and be as general as it needs. So that each organization that we're reaching out to, whether it's a blind organization or an entertainment industry connection or uh, the many others uh, all in between and beyond and among, are able to have a conversation. And again, the word awareness is um, a real operative here that we found that when we talk about education, uh, letting people understand and learn about audio description, that awareness is that click. And I think the tease is that when people learn about audio description, it's inevitable that they kind of lean in and you can hear a change in their voice, in the, in the interest and the curiosity and the excitement of this thing that they may have never heard about before. Or if they know about it, they start to really recognize the value of it and how audio description provides access to either their own content or or how they can connect with others in a way to, to have an entertainment experience together. So, uh, you know, each of these different organizations, and one of the things that I'm so impressed about, Steph, is how we're able to, to get together and, and build these conversations in a way that, you know, we, we've really strategized the message and how we get that out and being able to say, you know, you know, Steph, what do you think of this? And she's like, absolutely not. That makes no sense. And I'm like, oh, of course, yes. <laughs> or, you know, this really does fit. And this is a really good fit that, you know, she is, you know, when I say the anchor of Bull Blind Beauty, that is not only her company, but you know, that, that's her. I mean, that's the, it's the grace of will and grace. Sorry for putting you on the spot, Steph. <laughs> oh my God, that is so cheesy. <laughs> wow. So Byron, I'm going to give you a heads up. Let's, um, in a few minutes, we're going to start taking some hands and letting people uh, ask their questions or give their comments. But let's have a little bit of fun before we do so. Um, it's no secret that um, Mr. Roy is got the Velvet Smooth Voice that has a huge fan club. Steph, can you give us a little tease on what Roy actually looks like? Oh, <laughs> you're putting me in <laughs> AKA, is he as hot as we all think he is? <laughs> he really, really is. Oh my God. Yeah. He's honestly, he, he, he's gonna blush. He's to die for. He has these really pretty blue eyes. And when he wears like a blue top, oh my goodness gracious, knock your socks off. Mr. Roy, how about Steph? What is she oh, invoking you? She is gorgeous. She is a, a woman of color that is just, there's such a kindness to her. I've been on a few Zoom calls before where it's, there's just a, there's an openness and I, Steph, I don't know if this is true or not, but I can sense like there's this slight little smirk on her on her mouth where there's just like a little bit of there's a there's a in, I don't know like intelligent playfulness that's going on behind the scenes yes. there that right and I gotta say in all seriousness I accidentally unmuted myself just a few seconds ago I was like. <laughs> like unvideoed un so anybody that whatever so it's uh, you know it, one of the things that I 
that I'm fascinated about our conversations, Steph, you know, when, when Steph and I talk is that whether it's on a, a video call or whether it's, it's an audio call that there is such a warmth and you can hear it in her voice now that there's, uh, you know, she's so good to get along with and, and also brings such a, a good care. The, the entire boldblindbeauty.com, if, you know, if this is the first time you've been exposed to it, it's, it's got so much great content. It's, uh, there's some really powerful things that are happening um, there. So I'm, I'm just digging it. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, I'm going to pose another one. When you, when you first started taking a look at Bullblind Beauty, what was the, the most surprising thing for you, Roy? How beautiful Abby is. She has this icon of a, a woman uh, currently on the, uh, I guess it's on the, the Zoom representation. It's a, it's a woman in a black dress with a yellow cane and she's holding up a, a, a little mini skirt outfit. I'm not, forgive me, I don't know fashion at all. I just have a, a t-shirt that says fashion is for everyone in, in, in braille letters. But like there's, Abby is this beautiful icon that's got like flowing black hair. And right now she's wearing like a, I don't even know what kind of hat it is, but it has like a little ribbon flying through it. There's There's this, I mean, literally air is blowing her hair. So, I mean, talk about taking the analogy to the next level with the She's African got the Beyonce hair. diva fan. <laughs> what do you think, Steph? Yeah, definitely. I mean, she, Abby is um, the representation of Abby. She's the representation in my mind of all uh, blind and low vision women, you know, around the world. She's confident. Um, she's beautiful. She's real. And she's not, she, we didn't want to peg her into like one, you know, we didn't want to pigeonhole her because we wanted everybody to be able to envision themselves as her. I like that. So I'm going to throw two questions at you quickly, Steph. First being, what is your favorite audio description performance of Roy's? And then second, a little bit deeper, what is one of the most empowering stories that you featured on Blind Bold, Blind Bold Beauty? Something that's really, really touched you that still, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you still think about. Go. Um, first, Roy's performance. I think my, my favorite performance actually isn't an audio, not an audio described like it's it's an audio performance but it was a book that he read on audible um i really got into it as a matter of fact it's a i think it's a two-part series um when i finished it i was left like hanging because now it's like okay i, I want to know what happens so uh, and i can't remember what the name of it is but um that is my favorite performance um my favorite uh, post on Bold Blind Beauty. Um, right now, I, I think I would have to say it was one that was written by uh, Sylvia Stenson Perez. She's one of our newer contributors. Um, and it was about, it was about, it was her Women on the Move article. And she wrote about um, auditioning for Bold Blind Beauty. Excuse me. And she talked about beauty and what beauty means to her as a blind woman and just the way she expressed herself. 
um, the person that she is, she's a beautiful person, number one. She's, she's just beautiful. Um, she's actually the one who also talked me into doing the podcast. So Bull Blind Beauty on Air is our new podcast that we launched in January. But I think that that would be my favorite blog post. Awesome. Roy, you mentioned, of course, and I mentioned it too, the audio description project. And I had the pleasure and the beautiful opportunity of talking with JoLynn Bailey Page last week to welcome her into the new role. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity if you wanted to shout out to uh, to JoLynn and uh, all the folks over at Audio Description. And Byron, cue up our first person when Roy is done. Go ahead, Roy. Oh, that's great. Yay, congratulations, JoLynn. That's so exciting to, I mean, <laughs> she's been a part of the team for so long. It's, it's such a great and deserved and welcomed promotion. Uh, I've, I, yeah, a huge fan of Audio Description Project and what, what things that have happened just in the last few years and where things seem to be headed. It's very exciting. I don't even remember what your question is. I just got excited when you said her name. <laughs> well, definitely the work of Dr. Joel Snyder. And now that he's got a partner in crime to help usher it into its, you know, its bigger, bolder and more beautiful um, incarnations, this is a wonderful thing for ACB. So Byron, who do we have that wants to talk to Roy and Steph? All right. Uh, well, before I start picking out hands, I do want to um, ask Roy to promote something that we both work on, actually. Um, so I've been helping him out with editing the audio for his podcast, Know Your Narrator. And I would love for you to um, just sort of talk about what that is and some of the people that you've talked to in your podcast. That's good, Byron. Thank you. Anthony, you started this. Um I have interviewed about a hundred different people in audio description in the last year on the ADNA podcast called Know Your Narrator. It's not just the narrators, it's beyond the narrator. There's writers, there's engineers and, and others, as I mentioned. But uh, one of the things that was really exciting and challenging is that as this content was coming out, you know, I, I love interviewing and there's other projects that I'm involved with. And I found that I got into uh, a lot of delays putting together the the edits and the cuts around some of the podcast episodes. And I really needed somebody I could trust. And Anthony, you and I had a conversation where I, I don't know, I, I felt like I was on my last legs and just overwhelmed and saying, I, I, I just can't do what I know I need to get done. And you, Anthony had suggested, why don't you talk to Byron and see, you know, I, he, you know, works for, for us and he does some audio and, you know, maybe he'd be up for it. And it's like, I talked to, to Byron and I said, you know, this is not a, you know, a favor or a, you know, a volunteer thing. I want to, I want to value you and your skills and pay for your, your expertise and pay for your time. And, you know, since then it's been such a relief. I can focus on the interviews. I can focus on just handing it off and trusting Byron. And each time I've sent him something, it feels like he's like, oh, you know, Roy, here's something else you can do that you might uh, not have thought of. Or what about this? And, you know, the different settings that can make his job better, which makes the audience's experience better. And I just, 
trust him. I hand it off and he's been doing the editing. How long has it been, Byron? It's got to be at least like, it feels like four or six months now, right? Yeah, a couple, at least a couple months. It's It's been a while. And and one of the things that was really awesome about, you know, when Roy came to me and said, I want to pay you to do this, um, it sparked something in me that um, I, I'm sure many of us as blind people feel undervalued and we you know we we develop skills often you know through volunteerism um you know uh, providing skills for nonprofit organizations and and kind of cutting our teeth and doing a lot of like independent projects but but rarely do we ever get paid for it and Roy you know he's coming out of the woodworks and saying hey dude I want to I want to pay you to edit this audio you know let's work something out and I went man you know, if if he's willing to value my work uh, and 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 help me see the value in my work, then maybe other people will. So I've actually um, recently started a, a small business where I edit podcasts and audio and stuff, and it's just finally starting to pick up. So, so that's been pretty awesome. That is awesome. I you guys have made my heart feel so full right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for the kind words. And um, the podcast is Know Your Narrator. It is. It is quality. It is really quality. It's informative. It's fun. Please go check it out. Byron, who do we have on deck? All right. Looks like we have Lori. You can go ahead and unmute Lori. Hi, guys. Um, and so I'm wondering, what can we do about promoting audio description in lower level markets? Mm, good question. Because I moved from the number one market to the I don't even know what market. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we love Virginia. We love Virginia. <laughs> oh, I don't dislike Virginia, but it ain't New York, Anthony. As you know, Florida ain't New York either. There's a lot of transplants there, but it ain't New York. <laughs> I sure do, my, my friend. And Lori will be here next Sunday with the crew. So please uh, please come back for that. But don't worry. What do you say to her question? Sure. So there's a lot of things that I've I've seen back and forth on the ADP uh, listserv list. I'm not sure what it's called now, but um, I know Timothy Wynn had some really great points. He was also one of the people that we interviewed. And Timothy Wynn shared some of his approaches. Uh, I'd love to point you to that episode because he goes into a lot of detail of here's what I did, here's how I did, and here's the success I had, and here's some of the challenges I had. So uh, the Timothy Wynn episode has a lot. I'm not too familiar, because when I when you say affiliate, I'm understanding that to be like broadcast affiliate, for example, yes. ABC, CBS, yeah. Fox, correct? Okay. Right, yeah, so, right. I mean, like, I was so disappointed that I didn't get the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like, it broke my heart. I, sure. you know, I grew up with a mom who audio described before it was a term you know <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so. and that's that's another sense of connection you know it's like you want to know what's happening and that's that's something that <laughs> needs, needs to happen you know so it's like right. one of the uh, you know it, it's uh, i'm so sorry to hear it first of all that's that's really disappointing that any market should have audio description it, it seems like there's other uh, services, for example, closed captioning that seem to be able to, to be available. So, you know, the, the good news is that there are a lot of efforts that are being made. And I think that as you 
uh, continue to, to speak out. But like you said, it's like, who do I speak to? Is it the local affiliate or is it the, you know, broadcast? Who do I contact? And I think Timothy, uh, you know, I don't want to put all the spotlight on him. Uh, I believe that he did have a certain contact that he suggested people go to. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, gosh, I, I wish I could, but I believe he did contact that local affiliate and was able to find someone that could figure out what the problem was. Cause it was at the, uh, for him, his experience was it was at the affiliate level, but there are also problems at the, at the national level. And, you know, this, this new streaming service thing that, you know, a, a lot of companies are pivoting to it's, there's a lot of scrambling that's happening behind the scenes that even beyond audio description, it's how to get these, these pieces of content, both on the, on the broadcast over the air, you know, over the TV, as well as through these, these apps. And it just makes it so complicated that it adds that extra layer of, well, how do I turn on audio description now? Like what's, where is it? Yeah. Let alone how I turn it on. So it's, I, I wish I had a, an answer, but I do feel that as, as terrible as this is, that outreach in the sense of reaching out to the affiliate and complaining, not to say you're doing it wrong, but to say, I have a need that's not being served right now. How can we get this done? You shouldn't have that's to a missed opportunity for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a missed, exactly, Anthony. It's a missed opportunity. And you as an audience shouldn't have to do that. I, as a sighted person, don't have to do that. It's, it feels wrong to even suggest, well, you need to reach them. I don't want to say that, but I've seen that when people do reach out and speak to their affiliate and speak to their, you know, find those contacts of, of emails, complain on social media, not in the sense of uh, yeah. shaming them, but saying, here's a need yeah. that's, that's not being fulfilled. Can you fix it? Will you please fix it? It's like, you know, you call the plumber when there's a, a pipe that burst. It's not complaining to the, the plumber, you, you broke my pipe, but it's like the pipe's broken. Can you please fix it? This is a problem. Let's fix it. And again, I hate to even suggest that you, you do this. I, I just wish it just worked. It just works for sighted people. Why can't it just work for audio description audiences? And a sidebar, you know, and I've mentioned it on the show before, and I will continue until the other three come, come on. Um, we put a, a campaign together to, everyone knows that I do another a podcast about soap operas, and we put um, pressure on the shows, and the first one to step up was NBC with um, Corday and Sony, and Days of Our Lives is now audio described, and we are putting pressure on the other three to try to get them to, to follow suit. So it can, it can happen. Um, it can happen. Check out uh, NBC, Days of Our Lives, if you want to see what a soap opera audio described sounds like. Byron, who do we have on deck? All right, let's take the list and see if anyone is... Nope, I don't see any raised hands right now. All right, so let's um, let's give the folks how to get, how to find Know Your Narrator, how to find um, Bold Blind Beauty, how to find information on audio description awareness. Just start throwing out links and websites and email addresses if you so choose. Steph, you sure, go I'll, first. Oh, you go, Steph. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Steph, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I was muted. Um, okay, so Bold Blind Beauty, you can reach Bold Blind Beauty at boldblindbeauty.com. I'm uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bold Blind Beauty. On LinkedIn, it's Stephanie McCoy. 
Um, we are going to be creating a page that should be live later this week um, or perhaps by April 1st for the audio description awareness challenge that is going to have links and all sorts of uh, materials related to the event launching on the 16th, but also to um, outside sources with information. And I will throw that in show notes in upcoming Sunday editions, as well as put it on all the pages and feeds that I am a part of. All right, Roy, how about you? Sure. So um, obviously we've talked about the audio description project. That is the be all end all of audio description. And thanks to ACB, the audio description project is thriving. Uh, that's yay. <laughs> so obviously that I don't have any, you know, I, I just disclaimer, uh, Roy's not getting for this. <laughs> no, I'm like an Uber fan. I have, I've got no stake in the game there, except that I use it all the time. Uh, as you know, it's like, that's where I learned. That's where I learned everything about audio description. Uh, there's the audio description discussion. That's a, a group on Facebook. And um, uh, most of the comments, I believe, are public. So even if you don't even have a, a Facebook account, I believe you can log in and not log in. You can, you can visit that page, uh, audio description discussion on Facebook. And then uh, for the uh, ADNA, uh, that is the audio description internet movie database of sorts uh, for movies and TV shows, audiences contribute titles and credits uh, for many different roles. Uh, that is the ADNA.org. That's T-H-E-A-D-N-A.org. And uh, when you go there, the podcast link takes you to the ADNA.org slash no dash your dash narrator. But just go to ADNA, theadna.org, and uh, click on the podcast link. You'll see all the episodes there. Every streaming service that I can find is signed up for it, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, there's a, a YouTube page that has captions. There's, uh, I, I don't even remember, there's like 10 different platforms that distribute the, uh, the podcast. And uh, uh, Know Your Narrator, the ADNA presents Know Your Narrator is the, the name of that. And uh, for following me, I'm on social media at Roy Samuelson on Twitter. Uh, my RoySamuelson.com webpage is uh, currently being uh, updated. It may still be live for the next few weeks, but at some point it's going to be a little glitchy. But uh, that has uh, some content. And um, I think on Facebook, it's Roy Samuelson Biz, B-I-Z, Roy Samuelson Biz. So as I mentioned earlier, you have quite the fan club. Um, somebody who regularly listens to Sunday Edition in podcast form, who, uh, you know, it conflicts, unfortunately, which some people that go to church, so they listen to it in podcast form. An email came in earlier asking, is there a comprehensive list? Um, I'm going to have to paraphrase as it reads to me, of all of the titles that you have worked on and do you have any full length, books or great audio description projects that are out now or coming out that we should experience oh thanks yeah there's a lot of different titles and again i uh, i i'm pretty shy to talk about my credits but uh audiences do contribute some of the titles uh that i've voiced on the adna.org 
Uh, if you there's a search bar at the top, you can type in any voice talent and also writers and engineers to find out. Either type in the name of a uh, a movie and and see what uh, options are available, or if you type in my name or any other of your favorite uh, narrators, uh, their credits will also come up based on publicly contributed uh, information. I know. Uh, as of at least a few months ago, we had over 50 different uh, narrators who had credits listed there. So you're going to find, you know, I, I appreciate you asking for me, but I, I want to emphasize that it's not just me that voices these things. There's some spectacular talents. I've, I'm a fan of a lot of them and they, uh, you know, whether it's a, a female voice, a male voice or uh, different other different kinds of voices and the different projects that they work on, it's really exciting to kind of hone in on what your favorite voice talent is um, and what they do. And now that we've expanded the ADNA to include writers and engineers, you can also do the same for the writing. I read a script, I don't write it myself. So there's some super talents that really get the nuance of how to write an audio description script that really keeps you in the story and keeps you immersed. So uh, I'm kind of going to pivot a little bit on that question to make sure that you know the, the many talents that, that do work uh, you know, you can search for their credits there too. Um, as far as some upcoming projects, there's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of uh, films that I, I really treasure. And I really find that my passion now is that audio description audiences having an experience in parody to sighted audience experience. And every time that I do a, a, a audio description recording, I think about what audiences want and how I can best deliver that I'm constantly growing. And so the work that you heard from me, even just a year ago, hopefully I'm, you know, it's, it's like, I, I want to keep on growing and make sure that I keep doing better. So to kind of not to avoid the question, but to answer it in a way that that seems to make sense is to say that the most current project that I'm working on, just because I want to keep on getting better is my favorite project. Well, unfortunately, time is a mean mistress and we have run out of it, but I am sure Steph and Roy will be back soon to talk more. Uh, please check out Sunday Edition in your podcast feeds and join my blind anniversary party Wednesday night at nine. Check your community call list. Thank you so much for spending two hours with us. Have a great week. You've been listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., please email celebration AC. That's the word celebration with the letters AC at AOL.com. Look forward to hearing from you and let's brunch again next Sunday.